Hey, what's up? This is Tiana White of Unpack Energy Podcast, and you're listening to Keeping the Town. Buenos dias, buenas tardes, buenas noches. Ladies and gentlemen, it's another episode of Keeping the Towel. This is your man, Ann Boogie. Don't worry about the name. Get used to the voice. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to another day. If you're tuning in at Old Dark 30, thank you. If you're listening to this on your way to work, thank you. If you're listening to this at work, thank you. If you're listening to this after work on your way home, thank you. If you're listening to this before class, thank you. <laughs> if you're listening to this during class, I'm going to need you to stop and um, pay attention. Just pay attention because, you know. Yeah, you're paying for this. And if you're listening to this after class, thank you. But once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode to keep in the towel. And I am your host. I am your trainer. And Boogie, don't worry about the name. Get used to the voice once again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, you know how this game goes. You get your hands wrapped. I'm going to make sure you got your gloves on. Get your mouthpiece in your mouth. Make your way to the ring. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Get in your last set of instructions. And I'm going to need you to come to the center of the ring, touch gloves with life, because life is waiting for you, as always. And you better make sure you are ready for another round, another fight, because life is always in the ring. Ladies and gentlemen, it is official that the round has started. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's go. I think one of the major things in our lives is that we carry around guilt. Guilt is real. It's really real. And the one thing that we tend to do is we we think that time is going to always heal guilt. But time can heal it when we deal with whatever it is, that guilt that we have in our hearts and carry with us. But if we don't deal with it, time will never heal it because it's always going to be present no matter what you think no matter what you say and even though you try your best you try to fill it with so many things education job salary vacation this that and the other you name it whatever is your vice you try to fill that guilt with it doesn't always take away anything because why when you come to that space when it's just you and yourself boy Boy, oh boy, the the mind can play some tricks on you, can it? And it's important. It's important that we understand that a lot of us have done things. We got to re- we got to remember that that as the old saying goes, none of us are perfect. We're all human, of course. But the one thing you don't ever want to forget is that we will make some decisions and there's always consequences to it. Let's call it what it is. Now, I come before you in a humbling way, y'all, because I had to understand some things for myself when uh, I went away a few weeks ago. I went to a wellness retreat and I sat there and I was in this group, I think 14 of us, and they just started opening up themselves it was crazy it was just so crazy like not bad crazy but just like wow just very eye-opening and very so much veracity was happening there so you just had people who were talking about consequences of jobs that they were scared to leave ego the 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 fight of not trying to be perfect but want everything to be perfect the one thing that was ubiquitous amongst the 
the people in the group, was hearing the fight to let go control. Because if they don't do it, it's not going to get done. It will never get done. And they're also fighting with this whole thing that I have to do it. It falls on my shoulders, the stress of it. It was mothers. It was fathers. It was everybody in there. Had some who was talking about anxiety they were dealing with. But it was just amazing. The one thing that I picked up on there was that you had those who were just dealing with the guilt of their past. The guilt of something that... They couldn't let go five, six, seven, ten, one person 21 years ago from a job. They couldn't let it go. And they were saying that the traumatizing effects or they were preparing for the trauma, the trauma that was going to be coming to them when they leave. We have this part that scares us, scares us because we feel that we're no good. And that's something that I also heard in there. That was also ubiquitous. On top of control, the the one thing a lot of people felt in there was that they did not feel they were good enough. They didn't feel like they were loved. They didn't feel like they were to be loved. And they walk around with this for so long. And a lot of you walk around with this so long. You walk around with this guilt. Walk around with this heavy burden, this cloud that hovers over you this ball and chain that that you drag you dress it up when you dress up to take your pics and everything for ig and snapchat and 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 tiktok and whatever else and you looking right and and guess what your ball and chain looks right too smells good just like you the cloud is dressed up right and it smells good just like you but guess what it's still a ball and chain it's still a cloud what ball and chain am I talking about? What cloud am I talking about, folks? I am talking about unforgiveness. Unforgiveness of you. You haven't forgiven yourself. You still haven't forgiven yourself. There's a lot of things that many of us have done in our past. Some of you did it last week. Some of you last month, last year. Five years ago, ten years ago, decades ago. I don't care. But a lot of you are fighting with that right now. That it has impeded and damaged so many relationships of your life. Whether it be familiar relationships with your own family or love relationships or friendships. It's just destroyed them. Business relationships, job relationships. It has destroyed those relationships because this cloud over you. It's hovering over you and you just cannot seem to let it go. You try your best to say, oh, I'm free and, and I'm good. Cool. And you pray about it and you still carry it. You go to church, you go to mosque, you go to your temple, you go wherever and you just say, I put it at the feet of the almighty. I put it at the feet of the all knowing. I put it at the feet of Allah, put it at the feet of God. I just put it there. And then some of y'all put it at the feet of your preachers. You're making a big mistake with that. But anyway, you put it there. And then here's the crazy thing. You pick it up the next day. Some of you don't even wait for the next day. You picked it up an hour later, but it more happens when you rest your head at night, the cloud hovers over you, the ball and chain, attaches itself to you it finds you and attaches itself to you again that shadow that that shadowy figure that still f follows you and like you sure about that you sure that you good you forgiven it really still here and i want to get at you man on the importance of forgiving 
you. The importance of it. The importance of forgiving you. Because some some of you haven't truly forgiven yourself. You haven't. You still move through your job with a smile or you move through your job or your your career with your head down and you're just achieving things amen and i'm and i'm happy for you go ahead do it but at the same time you are overachieving and overcompensating for something that you are still fighting with that demon or demons you're still fighting with still you're still fighting with the demon of anxiety you're still dealing with that 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 shadowy figure that still says i'm still here knock knock and let's call it what it is you can get victories in so many things in your life yo i have overcome this addiction i've overcome this and i'm and i've done that i finally got into the gym i'm i'm hitting my new year's resolution some of you are still in it most of y'all are about to give up some of you have given up already let's call it what it is and then you feeling good about yourself great however the crazy part is is that when you get to this one thing this or these two things three things whatever they are those are your achilles heel when those things trigger inside of you sometimes it's a situation other times it's words or something or a person that you've been around that triggers you and i'm talking to you today it's gonna get real it's gonna get real and i'm not passing judgment on one single soul in today's time i'm not doing that at all so if I'm talking about you, hey, we're going to be real about this. If I ain't talking about you, let it fly. As it's all as it always has been said, if it don't apply, let it fly. Then it ain't got nothing to do with you. Chill out. A lot of you have dealt with issues from your past, particularly with family. Let's start with that. Family. That's always the one thing that people deal with. They deal with how they spoke to their parents, kids, how they spoke to their parents back in the day, how they treated their parents. And you always hear, particularly when that person passes away, like, man, I wish I'd have done this a little bit better. That follows them for a long time. I wish I would have treated them better. I wish I would have said sorry. I wish that I could have just mended this relationship between us. Siblings who are fractured, they, they move through life with this fractured relationship and they can't stand each other or they have serious vitriol to each other. Some of y'all don't even have that vitriol because y'all don't even talk to each other. You shut down from one another. Yo, how's your brother? I don't know. How's your sister? I don't talk to her. I don't talk to that. So when you move through life like that, here it is now. You get word about your sibling. You're sick. You get word. You hear that your sibling is now on the streets. Sitting there like, man, what did I do? What I could have done. You fight with that. Parents are the same way. Particularly when they get old or when they're sick. Man, that is where it, it, it really kicks a lot of people in the chest because it's like yo i don't believe this this person was once vibrant and everything now they're on a, the bed like a vegetable now they're on the bed and they can barely do anything for themselves and i held this anger i held this animosity toward them for a long long time since i was a teenager a little guy a little girl I, and i moved like this till this day towards them I told them, I hate you. I told my siblings, I hate you. I'm talking to you here. There were things that you wish you could have mended between the both of you, between your siblings, between you and your parent or parents. You wish you would have done it, but you decided not to because you're better off by yourself. 
well, Aunt, you don't know my situation. No, I don't know your situation. I really don't. But what I do know, though, is that something there in that mix could have been mended. Somewhere in the mix of when they were vibrant and then now they are no longer vibrant. They're now at a space where they are basically interdependent and they're dependent on someone yes somewhere around there some words could have been exchanged to fix something but no words were exchanged to destroy and nobody had the gall to say hey look i want to clear this up i want to clear the air now some of you may say you're like aunt listen i did i tried but every time i tried to clear up the air it turned into world war three and worse i get it those of you who have done that I say to you, this does not really much apply to you because you tried your best that you could. And I know you'll say, but how long can I keep doing it? You can only do as much as you can. However, you still carry guilt. Even though you did the best that you could, you still carry guilt. Parents carry the guilt. Even though you're a great provider, you made sure a roof was over your kid's head, over your head, food was on the table and the lights was on. Some of you worked an incredible lucrative career. Others of you just worked jobs just to make sure ends met. You didn't spend much time with your kids. Your kids remember that. They barely remember you at home. You dealing with the guilt. And man, I just tried my best. That's all I wanted now. Granted, you did. But at the time, they didn't see it like that. Your grown kid or kids didn't see it and don't see it like that. They see it as, man, I wanted your time. I just wanted time with you. And you're still feeling the guilt. You're dealing with the guilt. That hurts. Because you you were doing this for someone. You were making sure that you put a roof over your kid's head. That they had some food on the table. But they took it as, oh man, I'm upset. And you're getting mad at them. You ungrateful little so-and-so and so. But no, it's not about being ungrateful. It's about the fact that you are not seeing it from their perspective. They don't have you. They didn't have you. And if you look back on your childhood, you probably had the same exact thing. Your pops or your mother, if, depending if you had both parents or if you were a single parent home. You lived in a single parent home. Yeah, they were basically working to work 10, 12-hour shifts. You basically had to practically raise yourself. And you had the animosity. And then the kids got up in age and said, I will never be like you. But guess what? Like parents, like child. Children will go ahead and mimic what their parents are doing. So they see mommy and daddy working 10 hours and 11 hours and more. Guess what? They're going to do the same thing. Because why are they going to say, well, my parents did it and they didn't die. I got to do the same thing because I understand you got to make it out here in this world. Particularly now in this, in this economic challenge that we're in. In this economic crisis and climate that we're in. Of inflation and everything. Yeah. Now, one job is not cutting it. Unfortunately. It's more. And a lot of you. Say, man, if only I had been home more, paid attention to my kids. My son would have gone out there in the street wilding out and lost his mind. If I would have been home more, spent some time with my daughter, she wouldn't have gotten pregnant at a young age. She wouldn't have experimented with these narcotics, these drugs. He wouldn't have experimented with these drugs. He wouldn't have gone stupid and then got arrested several times. Now he got a record. You're blaming yourself. It's that guilt. A lot of you blame the guilt. You put the guilt and you're running with this guilt, this, this ball and chain of guilt over you and on you because you were so hard on your kids. Man, if I only had just lightened up a little, nothing was good enough for me. 
Now, look how your kids act. They got to be a perfectionist. Overachievers. I was reading a book one day, and the one thing that um, the author said is that one thing kids look for is validation from their parents. True. Now, don't get me wrong. I know in today's time, everybody is, is a, this is a trophy generation. Everybody gets, it gets a certificate, a medal, or a trophy, or something for every little thing. You picked up a pencil, you get a trophy. Every little thing. And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about they want to hear, hey, good job once in a while. You did good. I'm not going to lie to you folks. I'm going to be very honest with you. I was one of those kids. Just to have some validation. Just to hear my parents say, good job. I'm proud of you. But when you didn't hear that a lot, guess what? Some overachieve. Some, that means they're going to work a little hard. Others just slack and say, whatever, man. Don't even matter. They won't notice. I was the latter. I was the latter. I slacked off like, oh, nobody's going to notice. It won't matter. And that came back in several ways to bite me in the behind. Others of you have been in the clink, have gone to jail, did time for something that you did. You was a teenager in your 20s, maybe your 30s, it depends. And as you sat there, you cried for forgiveness, expressed your sorrow, you expressed what you did wrong, you expressed your remorse, your contrition. And yeah, people are going to try to hold it over you. But you know what you did? You robbed so-and-so. And not only did you rob them, but you also, you pulled a gun out on them. You shot them. Even though you can say, look, I, I'm sorry. I know I probably maimed them. I injured them. Or worse, I killed them. I am sorry. And no, sorry will never bring back a person. Sorry won't heal a person physically. But when you're trying to move with a contrite heart, you still got this shadow hovering over you. Right behind you. See what you did? Remember what you did there? And you try your best to push it behind you. But as much as you try, it keeps coming back. And the worst part of it, y'all, is that a lot of you will go ahead and entertain whatever it is that was done in the past. You go back and entertain it for a while. Some of you entertain it for a few minutes. Some of you entertain it for an hour. Some of you entertain it for a day. And it gets worse. And when you entertain it for a day, it keeps going. And it gets worse and worse and worse. And you entertain it longer and longer and longer. And then you fall back into this, this despair that you was once in. You got out of but you fell right back into it. Because you entertained it. The what ifs. What if I didn't do that? What if I had not said? What if I had to just walk walked away what if i didn't even go that night what if i didn't go that day what what if but you're still asking yourself that question years later some of you weren't able to finish school you dropped out high school dropped out of college it's still hovering over you this very day and what if i would have went back to school what if i didn't drop out of school that time i could have been ahead of everything what if i didn't drop out at this time I only had a few credits left to finish school but i didn't yes you did but why are you hovering over something that was 16, 20 years ago, five years ago? Why don't you go back and go for your GED? But guess what you say? Even though you got your GED, you like, oh, well, this ain't the actual thing that I could have had back then. Okay, but you didn't move that way. Now you got your degree. Instead of you just being happy, you happy in for the moment. But then you like, man, if only I'd have got this when I was 18, 19, 20, 21. Listen, why are you worried about that? Some of you. Go ahead and you're dealing with the hovering cloud that you had a child or children early. You had a child at 15. You had a child at 16. You had a child at 17. You had a child at 18. 
You had a child well before you were ready to even have a child 23, 22. You weren't ready for that. And you're still battling with that, even though this child is now 8, 9, 10, 15 years old or older. You're still battling with that, man. If only I would have because I would have been able to do this a little bit more and showed him a better example. But it didn't happen that way. Got down. It felt good. Oops. Found out I'm pregnant. It got down. It felt good. Raw. And then you got called. I think I'm pregnant. To many of you out there, you got to the space where you gave up the child for adoption. Said, I'm not ready for this. I can't do this. I'm not ready to be a mom yet. Give this child away. And you're still looking for your kid to this day. Some of you found your child. You haven't even contacted them as yet. Still dealing with that guilt. Some of you men, not all, but some of you men have gotten to the place where you denied a child that was yours and like nah this ain't mean and you walked away from that responsibility and you blamed everybody except you who was not in that child's life the only thing you could say is i got a kid that's it or i got kids but you're not taking care of your responsibility as a father now that the child has grown the child does not want you part of their life and you're still fighting with that guilt like man I cannot believe what I did not do. And I'm not saying, good, let it burn your chest. No, 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 no. Because this ain't that space. I ain't giving you that space. I refuse to let you get in that space. My thing is, brother, did you even pick up the phone to talk to your child? Some of you have. Some of you reconnected with your kids. Some of you had to deal with the, nah, my child don't even want to be bothered with me. Yes, this is what you got to deal with at times. But may you still... Do your best to stay in contact with that kid. Because I was looking at something one time. I think it was Sigmund Freud who said it. Sigmund Freud said, the one thing that will impact a man the most is that his father is not there. That will always impact a man. It's true. Impact women too. I don't care what anybody tell you. They say a man is not present in a woman's life and it doesn't mean anything to her. That's a lie. It does. It's something different when a man is in a child's life. Some of you made that choice. Man, I wasn't ready. I was too young. Or some of you was like, nah, I don't want another kid. Were you irresponsible? Were you just unprotected? Or you just couldn't control your sexual ways? You got to look at that. Just got to be honest with yourself. And that's what you're dealing with right now. Others of you, you're dealing with the biggest guilt. More than that, you're dealing with the guilt when you got an abortion. Not one. Some of you had three. Some of you had two. Some of you had more than three. And you're dealing with that guilt to this very day. You can hear a baby crying. Or you sit somewhere at, at a spot and you see a mother or parents with their child or children. You're like, man, that could have been me. You were too young. You were 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 years old. You weren't ready for this. You still deal with that guilt. Also, it's worse. It's worse when you have people who remind you of that. You remember when you got that abortion? You remember when you put that child up for adoption? You remember when you went through that divorce? You remember when y'all broke up? You remember when when your kid didn't even feel like talking to you? You get in an argument with somebody or you get in a disagreement and they bring up something like, you serious, man? You bring this up? That's why your kids don't feel like talking to you. That's why you weren't a good dad. That's why you weren't a good mom. That's why you weren't a good son, a good daughter. They bring these things up to you. Why? To hurt you. The cloud is hovering over you. 
Now I'm not telling you Oh yeah if you had to put up a child for adoption If you had an abortion Oh yeah just get yeah, Just just let it go No 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 it, it's, it's a lot It's a lot to think about That was life I mean in one case The life lived and was given to somebody else But in the other case Life ended Also there's some of you who still have the guilt That you lost a child through a miscarriage You were ready couldn't wait heard the heartbeat of the child and then out of nowhere you get word the child's heartbeat is not beating anymore or gave birth to a stillborn you deal with that what did i do wrong it was me it was my fault it was my fault that this happened not really it's just the way of how nature works unfortunately the unfair times that nature works is one of the few moments nature works unfairly but you're blaming yourself i can keep going but I'm going to let you put in the blanks, fill in the blanks there that of things that you got caught with and, or you got caught up in and you say, man, I, I cannot believe I did this. Some of you unknowingly, others of you knowingly. So I say to you today, I know this one is a hard hitter, but let's call it what it is. Some of you had addictions, alcoholic addiction, narcotic addiction, pornography addiction, whatever was your addiction. Spending addiction And it costs you big time It costs you in several ways It costs you serious debt It costs you to lose homes And this and that It costs you to lose touch with your family It costs you to lose touch with yourself But you are still walking around with this thing You are not You are now been clean for so long You've been clean for this long You no longer are a victim to pornography You're no longer victim to hyper spending And hyper consumption However you are still dealing with this guilt You're fighting it that it puts you in a depressive state because the cloud hovers over you. So I say to you, I forgive you. I know someone I say it, but I want you to look yourself in the mirror and say it to yourself. I forgive you. And you know what? Don't just say, I forgive you. Say exactly what it is. Yo, I forgive you for overspending and putting yourself in debt. Now, some of you would say, but Ant, isn't that like when you still remember it? No, 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 no. What you're doing, this is different. You're forgiving you, finally. You are finally saying, listen, truly saying to yourself, you listen, I forgive you. I forgive you for getting that abortion. I forgive you for giving up that child or children for adoption. I forgive you for not taking the responsibility of being a father, being a mother, for walking away from that duty. I forgive you for cursing mom. I forgive you for cursing dad. Now, if you have tried your best, I say this to you. Don't say this if you haven't done it. I say this to you to say it if you have tried your, everything in your power to mend the relationship and bring it back and to bring a coalesce and bring a coalesce understanding between the parties. But if you haven't done it, no, this is not going to apply to you here. You're just saying it. But if you have truly done it, whatever you could, I mean, it puts you in a stressful status at times. But if you have truly tried, I want you to just finally say, I forgive you for going at mom and dad. I forgive you for going at my siblings. I forgive you, self. I want you to say, I'm sorry to your family. Say that to your siblings. If they have forgiven you or if they say or they haven't, that's on them. But I want you after you have done it and you mean it. Don't just say, hey, look, man, I'm sorry, man. All right. No, mean it. Humble yourself. Don't let the ego take control of you. Humble yourself. Yo, I'm sorry. And if they accept, cool. 
And if they don't, hey, that's for them to deal with. But I want you, after you've done that, go into the mirror and say, I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you for catching an STI. Knowingly, unknowingly. I forgive you. I know. This is going to be a hard one. But this is where we're going with it. I forgive you that you did not know what was going on in your family when you were small. I forgive you. I forgive you that you did not open up and speak up when you was dealing with sexual abuse. I forgive you that you didn't speak up when you was dealing with physical abuse, mental abuse, verbal abuse. I forgive you. That's what I want you to say to yourself. You're looking good on the outside, but it ain't helping you on the inside. As I said, you got to buy all sorts of things and do all sorts of stuff in order to make yourself feel good in the moment. But I forgive you. That's what you need is that, that forgiveness of you. I forgive you that you have not been perfect. That you, I forgive you that, that this pursuit of perfection that it has consumed you. I forgive you that for this, this consumption of trying to be perfect. I forgive you because you will never be perfect. I forgive you that you were this control freak and you and you kick people out your life. I forgive you. You're going to have to say sorry to some people and try to mend some stuff. If you can't mend no relationships, please at least open your mouth and say something. I'm telling y'all, you got to do that first. Go ahead and talk to those people first. You're going to have to call some people. The conversations ain't going to be good. Yo, shouts out to my girl, Tiana, man. If you listen to her, her episode on the show, she spoke about that. When she had went through her, her ordeal... During her recovery, she had to go and call some people and say to them, I'm sorry. And during her time when she called and went on this contrition tour and called all sorts of people, some said, I don't even care. I don't even want to hear from you. They told her exactly like, yo, this is what you said. This is how you treated me. This is how you acted towards me. And you know what? She had to sit there and listen. And that's what I'm going to tell you. And that person got something to say. Listen, don't get defensive. Just listen. It may bring tears to your eyes, but listen. Because you want to know why? Probably you were the only one who was talking. The only person you heard was yourself because you had to be right. Now it's time for you to be humbled so you can forgive. It's more than what you think, man. Yeah, this is this is a hard one. I'm not going to lie to you. When I sat there in that group and I listened to those people, it was the one thing I can just feel within all of them. They were just fighting to just forgive themselves. When this one gentleman said that I just can't forgive myself, others started confessing that I can't forgive myself. I forgive you for missing this opportunity that you had. I forgive you for missing these opportunities. I forgive you. If they left you, they left you. There's nothing you can do. What have you learned from them that you can be better? I bring this to you. As you are in this space of trying to forgive, I need you to understand this. We all make mistakes, don't we? But if you can't forgive yourself, you'll always be an exile in your own life. I'll say that for you again. We all make mistakes, don't we? But if you can't forgive yourself, you'll always be an exile in your own life. Curtis Sittenfeld. That's a deep one right there. But let me tell you one that really got me. Forgive the past and let it go with great gratitude. It will allow us to embrace the present and future with love, enthusiasm, and passion. Bashi's Marinda. I can leave you with one more. You forgive yourself for every failure because you are trying to do the right thing. 
God knows that, and you know it. Nobody else may know it. Dr. Maya Angelou. You forgive yourself for every failure because you are trying to do the right thing. God knows that, and you know it. Nobody else may know it. And that's the truth. Once you're trying to forgive yourself, everybody else ain't supposed to know. You ain't got to go ahead and broadcast it to the world. Just you. Look yourself in the mirror. Say, self or your name, I forgive you for. What is that one or two things that has been hovering over you for so long? Just say it. Self, put your name in there. I forgive you for. And if it's two things. If you got more than that, then hey, whatever. But put the top two things that really, really getting you or one thing. Yo, y'all. I know this one was a hard hitter one. But this is who I am. Not scared to tap the hard hitting stuff. But it is what it is. And I want you to know. That no matter if you have not been perfect, if you haven't fulfilled something, you haven't fulfilled your, your, your purpose yet, your God-given purpose, I'm telling you today, forgive yourself. Let that be part of your purpose to fulfill today. This night, let it be the moment you can forgive yourself so you can fulfill your purpose. But as you do so, as you forgive yourself, as you are in the process of forgiving yourself, as you are about to begin the arduous task of forgiving yourself, some may not accept you. Some may say, it's all good. I need you to keep your towel. Keep your towel. It's going to be difficult because I'm going to tell you like this. You're going to have a hell of a match coming up. If you have, if if you're about to start it, you're gonna have a hell of a match coming up. If you are in the middle of it, you already know what that is. You're going through hell right now. Some of you are at the end of it, but I need you to keep your towel. Then I need you to find yourself in your mirror. May cry, snot's gonna be coming out your nose, nasty self. <laughs> but I need you to say, self, put your name there. I forgive you for. Yo, y'all, thanks a lot for joining me. And as always, it's a pleasure. It's an honor to even have you, have you in the mix and have your ears with me. So, like I always tell you, wipe the blood, wipe the sweat, wipe the tears. But whatever you do, don't throw in your towel. This is your man, Aunt Boogie. I'll check you when I check you. I'll see you when I see you. This round is over. Peace.